Hey, what's going on? It's Matt Bowman, and this is Matt Bowman is Bothered. Yet again, how are you? And uh, today I'm, I'm with a, a friend who's uh, first time on this podcast, second time on a podcast that I have done, because you were on a defunct one now, uh, but it's, uh, it's Jake Timothy, everybody. Give it up hey, for Jake, Jake Timothy. Timothy. Why is it defunct? Is, have you gone over that? Should I not ask? No, I just, we, it was the two solid sevens one that I did with Sam, and I just, don't, I just don't do it anymore. All right. Yeah, well. I did. It was... It, I killed her. She's she's dead <laughs> now. She yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she's not here right now and never will be again. All right. Well, thanks no. for having me on. To yeah, buddy. Appreciate it. Your girlfriend's murder. I appreciate you actually responding to a text that I send in the group chat because I feel like there's most of the time trying to get something done in that group chat is so difficult. No, it's a nightmare. It's such a mishmash of people. Oh, yeah. It's such a random grouping. There's a guy that's been in there that predates you and predates half the group chat who I think he hasn't said anything since you've been part of it. I th he's pretty much quick comedy, but he's just still in the group chat. Yeah, I think I know who you're talking about, and I think he's randomly been like, hey, does anybody know where I can get a job? Like, just like randomly yeah. said that, never followed up, and nobody... I, mean, I, I gave him a job. Oh, really? Yeah, Fuck I, yeah, I hooked him up with a temp agency. Hell yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like I asked today... I was like, hey, does anyone, a pod anyone want a podcast this afternoon? And no one responded for about 15 minutes. But before you said yes, somebody else was just like, I'm the king of this fucking group chat. Yeah, I'm like, somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> Has he been on this podcast? Yeah. Ryan O'Toole. Ryan, yeah. <laughs> Ryan O'Toole. Dude, he's got the only, not the only, but like the best clip that we've, Instagram's out. That's something, I mean, right out of the gate, something that bothers me. Fucking. Matt Bowman is bothered, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> Did you hear bah. that? Beer, 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 beer. Dude, I want to get a sound. Matt Bowman is bothered. Bother, 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 <laughs> bother, bother. You should just record sounds and save them on like a computer or something. Oh, that I was I was thinking well, there's I'm trying to come up with like I'm always trying to come up with more like potentially like actual segments for the podcast. And so like I'm I'm thinking, okay, well, each of those segments should have like its own little beep bop boop boo. <sighs> like little thing, and I want to record those, and I think that could be fun. It could be fun, but tell me, why are you bothered about the Instagram algorithm? Because it doesn't make any fucking sense. Thanks. <sighs> nice. Bothered, folks. Dude, nice setup, dude. <laughs> who who can stop us? Nobody. Um, Stockton and Malone here. Um, no, because it like it's a it's a funny clip. I really like it. I think it's very funny. Ryan's hilarious. But I posted it on December sixteenth, and it got like maybe twenty five hundred views and like a hundred likes maybe like that first day and then it got like nothing and then like a week later like over christmas it kind of got like a little dribble like it was kind of like i don't know 200 views to like you know like it would kind of dribble and then for like the past literal week and a half it is just it's been getting like three thousand views and like 200 likes a day and it's just like and i don't understand but then like i post other stuff that i think is fucking hilarious like stand-up clips or fucking anything and it gets either nothing or it'll like spike up and then stop. And there's yeah. no rhyme or reason, at least from what I can see, you as gotta, to what works. Drive yourself insane trying yeah. to figure that out. And you, I mean, yeah, that you had that one. Uh, I remember I was talking about this, that joke about Qatar. Yeah. That should have, that was hilarious. That yeah. Should have done a, lot, a lot better. But it's like, there's no re rhyme or reason, like you said. You just no. can't figure it out. I, I have the same thing going on. I have one of like the videos I made. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, the way I posted it and it got like uh, whatever traction it got. Right. And it was like two months ago. And then every few weeks it'll just spike. Yep. Like the past three days, 
I think I've gotten like 800 more likes and yeah. a thousand, a few thousand views. And makes no sense to me. Once something is like in the system, then it, it yeah. catches on in a certain way, mm -hmm. then it'll just keep, they'll keep like throwing it back out and yeah. see if it, people like it now. Well, and I think another thing that, it, that happens big time is like it will, people are sharing it. Like that's the other thing that you can see in like the insights is oh, that, I don't even know about that people are sending it to other people. And also something that I found like slightly weird and maybe Sam was saying that I'm crazy for thinking this is weird, but like people that I don't know, just completely random people, not other comics, just random people on Instagram are like adding it to their story. And I like, that's cool. And I fucking thank you. Keep doing that. But I wouldn't, I would never. Me and do me and I talk about this all the time. Like the, the way that, people interact with the internet is so bonkers to me. I have no idea. I don't even like my friend's thing. No. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want you to know that I know this guy. Dude, it is exhaust. I don't know about you, but it for me, it is exhausting and very hypocritical, but exhausting to scroll through my own Instagram feed because it's just like bit, bit, crowd work, sketch, sketch, thirst trap, sketch. Oh, yeah. And it's it's all of that. And I'm like, I can't imagine like thank you to anyone who actually likes videos from people that you don't know because like you're actually doing the Lord's work because I would never I never like go to my discover page and be like well what's on here today to make me laugh it's like no I see that every fucking time so if I like your video there's a 95% chance I haven't watched it <laughs> Eli, uh, Eli had one video that got like I don't know like half a million views or some crazy mm -hmm. thing. and uh People were like DMing him. A lot of them were just gay men. Sure. Because Eli is a, you know. Eli's a little hot boy. Yeah, Eli, Eli's a, what do you call that? A Jew. Like a, <laughs> <laughs> uh, jail bait? No, that's like young, too young. Yeah. Okay, uh, uh, hmm. Queer baiting. Oh, okay. He's a little queer bait. He's a little queer bait on the end of the line, you know? Yeah, absolutely. People always think he's gay. So he's uh, he gets DMs from gay men. Okay. But some of them, the DMs he was getting were people just going like, hey, man, dot, 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 funny stuff. Which <laughs> <laughs> is <just> like, <laughs> so strange. It's supportive. It's not yeah. mean. Yeah. It's weird. Dude, I, I've, because, and because I've been posting more, I've been starting to get like, not a lot, but just the more you post, the more you're going to get people that like negatively comment on stuff. Yeah. And that's been fun. Like, uh, Ryan kind of got in an argument. Well, because originally I wasn't going to... My original plan was, because I'm a little fragile, little... I, I hate everything, but deep down inside, I'm just like, you guys need to like me, please. You know, like, I don't like it when people don't like me. Uh, so originally I was like, I'm not going to read any of them, because I, I can't... Matt Bowman is insecure. Matt <laughs> New podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's the podcast that has all the sound effects. It's like, Matt Bowman's a little bitch boy. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, originally, I'm not going to read any of this shit. I don't want to read it. I don't want to put that in my head like that. But then everybody was like, well, I mean, if you comment back and you like that helps algorithmically, whatever, trying to do it. I'm like, fine, whatever. And so then I just was like, well, if anybody who's actually negatively commenting on something, one, their life sucks. And two, they probably just suck as a person. So why do I care what they have to say about anything? And also they would never say it to my face. They're only saying it on the internet, whatever. So I've just started, I've just responded, but just like with like almost very nice things. 
like somebody just like posted just something just like not funny or this is stupid and i was like fuck why didn't you tell me before i post you know just i'm responding positively but in a way that makes somebody's negative comment look really stupid or if i'm gonna post something negative like at least make it creative you know what i mean like try to make a joke yeah. out of the response it does like you know, it's, it's kind of like funny to me when people engage with anything on the internet when it's someone they don't know. Oh, yeah. It's just hilarious. It's like, like, uh, it's Michelle Obama's birthday today. Mm -hmm. Ooh. <laughs> and my girlfriend like posted, a like posted a picture on her story, Michelle Obama. And so I went to, uh, Barack Obama's profile and mm -hmm. he posted a picture of his wife and I was reading the comments and there's something just regular people commenting like, Hey, I love you and your wife. Yeah. Like, who are you talking? You're talking to the president? Yeah. You think he's going to read this? And then you go to his DMs and it just says, hey, man, dot, dot, dot. Hey man. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> nice <laughs> speech. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, it's so straight. But though you can't be angry or even feel anything towards those people. No. Maybe like pity. Because uh -huh. if you live in a world where you think like your positive or negative comment on something, yeah is has is it required or anyone needs that for anything you have no. like a weird relationship with everything yeah like the way people have parasocial relationships with like celebrities mm. you just have that with like yourself yeah. you think you're more important than you are mm -hmm. you've no idea how insignificant your presence on the internet is oh yeah the only sam has one sam has a friend who will do that with like a famous musician that she really likes and she'll just comment like they kind of make fun of her of just like because sometimes like if you go if you if you both follow that same person like it'll show like that that like underneath where it says like steven one two three and then like five hundred thousand others like it'll say somebody that you follow also commented or liked something and so they'll scroll through sometimes on this guy's facebook on this guy's instagram and she's like commented on all of them and it's just been like way to go john boy or just like you're the best i can't i'm just like what are you doing man that's lame. I've ne the I will comment on like other like friends like bits or whatever, but I'm doing it purely algorithmically and it's only like a thumbs up or just like a way to go, but never yeah, somebody yeah. that I don't know. I'm never commenting if unless I'm trying to be helpful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I get you. That's the only reason that I will. I kind of like I don't know. There was one thing I posted where I was like listening to what everyone told me about the algorithm. Mm -hmm. It was like, this is the time you should post this. And this is how like the lighting in the video should be like this and yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And I posted and it did whatever. And then I was like, fucking like, I don't even think this is that funny now. Yeah. Because I turned it into what I always see on Instagram. Yeah. So I was kind of like, maybe, you know, I might not be the, the comic that blows up on Instagram. Sure. But that's all right. And if the shit, I, I will keep posting stuff, but I'll post stuff that just I think is funny. Right. And then when I get any kind of following on any other platform, people will look at my Instagram and be like, oh, oh this, yeah, this yeah. is some funny stuff. Yeah. So I'm not like, I'm not too worried about, you know, understanding the algorithm or anything like that. Yeah. Well, and I think it's just going to make me like a fucking terrible comedian, I think. Yeah. Well, and anybody who says that they fully understand how it works, I don't, I mean, even if you do right now by next Thursday, it'll be 
I think, completely different. It's like doing a fucking rain dance. Yeah. Everyone's like, it's this. It's, you got it. You get to post at 9.43 a.m. Right. You have to, the, it has to be bright. Your face can't be dirty or shiny. Mm -hmm. If you have light. acne, fuck yourself. You, you need a, a catchy title. Mm -hmm. like it's a fucking three-second video. Why do we yeah. need a title? Is it funny? Like, yeah. make it funny to you. And then, I mean, it's the same way with bits in the same way, like with right, like if, if you think it's funny, yeah, follow that for like forever and then good, good things will happen to it. That's kind of the most important thing is you want to yeah. have a voice. Yeah. Well, you I mean, you don't want to like gain a following and then people are like, all right, what, how do you feel about things? And you're like, I, I want to be famous. Right. That's how I, that's my opinion about everything. Right. No, I want to have, that's, that's funny. Like I, I don't know. Sometimes I have too many opinions on things, I think. Like, I can, at t like, I mean, the title of this podcast is Matt Bowman is Bothered because, I mean, give me anything and I'll find something that I don't like about it or a reason why it's stupid. Um, but there are times where you don't necessarily strike me as someone who is as bothered by things. Do you have things that are, that like, ooh, I don't like that, but you just kind of, essentially, I'm much more expressive and you're much more reserved. But do you have it boiling underneath at all, or are you pretty just like even keeled no, most of the time? I tell, I talk to Eli about this sometimes. Eli's another comic Eli's in the city. My, my roommate and my best friend, and we talk a lot. <laughs> Fucking dorks over. Yeah, Matt lives with his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God. Um. But yeah, we talked about this a long time ago, and then he changed his stance. But I was like, I don't think I have any real opinions about anything. Because when I audit myself, when I like say something, like make a statement, mm. then I'll think about it. I'm like, I don't know. I don't think I actually feel that way. Mm. Usually what the thing is, is anxiety. It's making me say something. Mm. It's I'm anxious that I need to feel a certain way about something. Or my anxiety is just making me talk. And so I'll just say something. Anytime I make a, like a statement. I I always in my head I like take it back. I'm like I don't think I actually feel like that, mm. you know, or I'm just trying to be funny. Yeah, and oh. I make like a state, you know. That's ninety five percent of everything that I say. The shit that really bothers me is like so specific to the politics of stand up comedy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like not even worth talking about. Yeah, it's funny. Just you, like I get lit twenty seconds early and I'm like, fuck, fuck that yeah. piece of shit. Never talk to that piece of shit ever again. I'm working out a new bit. <laughs> he lights me right before the punchline, so he knows that distracts me. <laughs> but then even that, you know, after a few minutes, I'm like, whatever. Yeah. It's just, I, I also don't like hosting. I, 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 I want to just get the show. Then you're just with. empathetic, and you're like, yeah, man, I get it. I, <laughs> the train's coming late. Yeah. I got it. But that's something I've, I think about a lot now is, like, if I could completely get rid of all my anxiety, mm -hmm. well, how would I actually feel about things? Mm. You but, know, I think there's a, there's a lot of layers to my uh, stunted Irish psychology. Sure, of course. If I could peel them all back like a, like a glass onion. Right. Solid movie. On Netflix. Yeah. No. <laughs> so um, that's what I'm here plugging. Exactly. <laughs> uh, just just yeah. movies that you like. <laughs> like I mean, not it. even ones that you're interested yeah. in. or Yeah. But I think like if I could, you know, peel back all the layers, I'd, what do I really feel about things? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's interesting that you say like it's anxiety and just wanting to... Uh, that's making you just say something. I found that I like in stand up and some to end in conversation. I struggle at times with silences 
And so I am like, well, I've got to say something. I got to throw something out there. And that's just because I am uncomfortable with the silence. Either it's awkward or the last thing that I said wasn't super funny or wasn't funny enough. And so that I'm like, okay, well then let's say something else to get people back on track. And I think that comedically or stand up wise, I have been actively trying to like sit in pauses and sit in silences to either reset things, but then also in conversation, just be more confident in being just like, yeah, all right, well, either this one's over or we'll pick up in five seconds and it's going to be okay if I don't say something right now. Yeah. So I, I worry a lot. Of, I'm pretty quiet. Usually hmm? I'm quiet and like in the hang, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. But, I, know, that was, I opened this line of questioning by saying, <laughs> <laughs> you don't talk very much. That was essentially what I said. Sure. Well, that's because something I worry about is even amongst my like close friends, I'm like, I, I worry that I might, I'm going to, if I start talking, I might say something that misrepresents who I am. Mm, mm -hmm. And then I'll feel like lonely. I'll mm. go home and I'll feel like, I'll be like, oh, they all think I'm a guy that feels that way. Sure. About something right now. And it'll just make me, you know, kind of upset. So I kind of, I try to sit in the pocket until I have something funny to say or interesting, mm -hmm. like an observation that's not really about me. Sure. I, how do you feel? I mean, I'm trying to turn, I'm turning this to. Right, I just keep <laughs> looking at, you've uh, 12 Rules for Life or whatever by Jordan Peterson. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I, just make, I don't know. I read that. Like, that was One like thing Matt Bowman's bothered by women <laughs> trans people no, I don't, no. I don't know shit about that guy. i've read the book it's actually it's not a bad book i think that he's yeah, got I, I don't know anything yeah. about him he's gotten a little little crazy for me like he says some pretty out there stuff but i think in general like if you actually sit down and listen to what he actually has to say i think for it's sure. basically just like be personally responsible for what you've got going on what take care he's, of he's like a psychologist or a psychiatrist yeah. yeah which one uh clinical psychologist clinical psychologist all right being a celebrity clinical psychologist has to like yeah fuck up your motives sure a little bit, absolutely you know once you become more than just like you're not just famous because you wrote a book mm -hmm. and you give a speech every once in a while you like have a podcast or you give a right they're gonna be like all right this guy's a little yeah little compromised yeah well and then he also like he I think he recently signed like a partnership with um with like the Daily Wire and like does stuff with them. And so I'm like, if you want to support the Daily Wire, I don't give a fuck. If that's what you think, I don't care. That Do whatever you want. But you do lose a little bit of the, I'm approaching this super objectively. Do you know what I mean? The Daily Wire is like yeah, yeah, yeah. Shapiro's stuff. And again, whatever you think on him, I don't care. But like, <sighs> if you want to be like more, I'm looking at this objectively, you kind of lose that when you sign up with essentially like a network that is very open about what its political leanings are true um, i guess it's i mean it's like anything you, you'll, you'll become a caricature of yourself of course if you keep like building your image and your brand yeah it's absolutely ridiculous absolutely um anyway what were you but saying? read the book it's a it's a decent book um oh talking about like just being in circles or being in hangs something that bothers me is when you ever round like a comic or just anybody in general, but I don't know about you, but I I'm around 99% comedians all the time of like somebody that's new and is almost like too comfortable and like starts contributing a lot really early and like a group hang. And I'm like, Hey man, 
you why aren't you and it's honestly like in my own head of like hey why aren't you more like scared right now like why aren't you more yeah, nervous because yeah. i would be fucking terrified like i'm like okay i don't know these people i'm gonna hang back for a little bit but then it like i'm bothered but i think if i think about it deeply i'm the one who's actually like no i would be insecure so you should be insecure yeah, about that you know I what i mean agree part of i think my like negative reaction to that is i the feeling I get is like they're lying to me. They're trying to be like, I'm like a cool guy. I'm comfortable everywhere. Yeah. But it's the opposite. You're like, I'm like, you're scared of me not remembering that you were here. Exactly. You're like trying to say everything. So you're like the owner of the this memory. Yeah. And it's, yeah. But, I, you know, and then this, it's like, I'll feel like empathy for them because I'm like, they their anxiety just takes them the other way. Mm -hmm. They just have to like throw up all over you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah, that's something that I, I don't know, I get bothered by by those people, but at the same I do, time, yeah, I am me. Like, I would be the same. I'm the, I've been in that position too, where it's like, I'm trying to, you don't want to like go someplace and just hang out in the corner by yourself. You want to actually try to mingle and participate, but there's a weird. Why do you think you're, you're just so bothered by things? Uh, that's a great question. Um, and I normally pay someone $125 an hour to, uh, to answer that question. Um, I don't know. I think I, <laughs> I was actually writing about this the other day is that like, I genuinely believe this is going to be f this, I, this is a fucking crazy statement, but I genuinely believe I'm right about everything. And so like when I offer my, when someone offers an opinion that is just like, doesn't jive with what I've already decided is correct. I'm like, well, you fucking moron. Like you're, you must be stupid. You can't just have a different opinion. You must be stupid. And then yeah. I just get angry and then just project that anger as like, as lashing out at something. Do you have a relative or a friend who would like belittle your contributions to a conversation, like your opinions or anything? Um, or ever like a friend or some, someone in your life when you were younger? Uh, I think there's a couple. I mean, I was always a little bit chunky. So like, I've always been like a little bit like, I think that's ultimately what I would like drill down to the reason that I've decided to try to be funny. But that's also how I've gotten people to talk to me. I don't know how I, I think we might have talked about this before, but I don't know how people get people to talk to you if you're not funny. Yeah, I don't know. I have no all. idea how that happens. Like, I don't know how you make friends any other way than by making people laugh. Yeah. It makes I don't no know sense. How you get to a place where you can have a regular conversation if the first time you talk to someone, you're not just being hilarious. Yeah. I don't oh, understand. Yeah. Anyone that I'm not, I wasn't funny around the first time I met him. I'm like, I'm really never going to convince you. Yeah. <laughs> that there's like anything worth being friends with here <laughs> which going back to like that other that what we just talked about that's why that like nervousness is so prevalent that oh, first yeah. hang because it's oh, just like yeah. oof well this is my one shot yeah and that's those people they're just like the the people that just like throw up on you they just mm -hmm. that's their thing they're like I'm, I'm gonna say one thing that'll make them laugh and that's all they'll remember yeah so just keep throwing shit out yeah but i was at a, a brunch a couple weeks ago for my friend's birthday. Nice. She's uh, she's bougie like that. Mm. She went to a fancy college, and she has all these fancy college friends. Mm -hmm. And uh, every time I would ha hang out with these friends, I just couldn't really get their sense of humor because they're just like like girls that go out in college. And, I like, would also cool and party, and I'm like, you're not gonna get what I do. I would make the argument that they're not funny. Well, they might be funny, funny to them, but they're fu they're funny in a way that i'm not you know I, I don't i'm not like a go out party guy sure so this, they'll just show each other videos of like someone throwing up and they're like this is very funny 
And it can be. <laughs> but sure. I'm not, like the way I make jokes and stuff, it's not always going to like, you know, people aren't always going to, that's not their thing. Right. And so the first time I hung out with all these girls, didn't make a single one of them laugh. Mm-hmm. And since then, I've gotten some of them with jokes. Yeah. But still, it's like every time I see all of them, I'm just like... Eh, I'm There's just, that weird guy from brunch yeah, again. So yeah, qu- so quiet. Yeah. I don't say a fucking word. Mm-hmm. I was at brunch for three hours. I think I said one thing. It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> but I think also part of that is just like, do you want those people? Do you know what I mean? Like... When I'm in the situation, I'm like, the, I want to make these people laugh. Oh, really? I really need to make them laugh. Because I'm like, I need to... Just I need to demonstrate to them... Because I think they're looking at my friend. Mm-hmm. Like if they even have a thought about me during this brunch, they're looking at the person I'm friends with and they're like, why Sure. Why does she like him? Sure. And she's like, oh, Jake's my friend. He's funny, whatever. But I want to be like, look look how fucking funny I am. Right. Yeah. And it's just me freaking out internally. It's just anxiety. Yeah. Because it's not real. No one's even... See, my, my you know. take on... My, I would be like, I fucking hate these people. And like I would almost be like I I yeah sure I could I would like to make you laugh but if I I, I don't I don't like what you stand for in a sense you know what I mean but is is anger the thing you really feel or is there something underneath it um, I, I always thought it, to me because this is how I feel uh-huh. anger it's always the emotion that keeps me from feeling what I'm actually feeling sure it's like a layer mm-hmm. like it's easier for me like to, a glass onion. <laughs> It's like easier for me to be angry and say like, oh, fuck them, they're stupid, rather than like, if I like empathize with them, mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh, they're just as like, they're like lonely like me. Sure. Upset. And it just makes me sad. And that's not, there's no real base for that. Sure. If you're sad, you're just sad as far down as it goes. Yeah. I do think that I can definitely improve on my empathy and just trying to be more understanding of people. Um yeah, because I'm pretty quick to being like, nah, I don't, mm, I don't like, mm-mm. whatever you've got going on, I probably hate all of it. Like, especially like that type of like super well off, upper middle class, upper class, like lady who's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like that's what I hear or think when the mouth is, I'm, I, I'm coming off pretty misogynistic right there, but like, <laughs> I don't, I just, I've interacted with enough of those people statistically to make a pretty solid claim that like that type of person I find annoying. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, mm, what's underneath the anger? I don't know. I'm just saying, do you, do you think there is? I mean, they're probably, I, I mean, I don't know. How they're probably, there probably is. Um, yeah, I think I just like to be right. Uh, and so I think the extension of that is just like, oh, that's not how I would behave in a certain situation and how I would behave is the correct way to behave. And so anyone who doesn't do that is incorrect. And I think what I should do at the very least is not get as much angry, but like try to direct that anger more humorously and more comedically. And then rather than just being, because like, have you ever had like, I've done that where like you do a bit and it's like, it's just angry and it's not necessarily funny yet. Like you've got the emotion of it, but you have, you haven't attached like the humor or the wit or whatever to it yet. Cause sometimes I'll come off and I'll be like, Oh, that really like, I feel strongly about whatever topic that is, but I am just angry and I, I need to drill down a little bit deeper than that to make it funnier or to actually write out 
something that's not just fuck that. Does yeah. that make sense? I don't know if I have too many bits that where that's the emotion. Mm-hmm. Where it's like anger. I'm not like an angry guy on stage. I don't think that people believe it. Sure. Because I'm I'm very monotone and whatever. That's I've struggled with that because like I people when I tell people that like I'm pretty I run pretty hot like I don't like a lot of things people are like oh what are you serious that must fucking drive you insane and too. I'm like dude yeah. I, you're making me upset right now dude like I I that must be terrible I yeah. hate everything like <laughs> yeah I mean I had that same reaction the first time you expressed that to me mm-hmm. I was like well you're like the coolest you're just so chill always smiling and stuff you're like an ice cream man and you're like no I'm no dude that. I'm fucking from <laughs> really Ohio <angry>. <laughs> And that's uh, th- part of it is that is part of it is just like that Midwestern mentality of just like, oh, I'm sorry. OK, let me I'll get back here. Yeah, but as soon as you, as soon as you're gone, that fuck. Do you see that fucking guy? Do you see what he just did? Rather than like I admire people like Espy and Ryan that can just be like, hey, what the fuck? Like to your face, like at times they're a little too aggressive. Um, but I admire the ability to just be like, hey man, what are you doing? Like in the moment rather than like bottling it up until later. Yeah. I admire being able to deal with it directly. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really, I don't, I also don't deal with things directly. Sure. Usually. Mm-hmm. But also, because it's, I don't like, I don't hold like resentments or feel anger that like needs to get out or else it'll like you know become like a tumor Mm -hmm. i don't really feel that way about anything yeah it's like if when i'm really pissed off and something really upsets me i can kind of like think my way out of it Mm -hmm. but that's like you know it's good to you know feel that about some things yeah just like let it kind of like dissolves well because you don't actually have like you mentioning just like talking about like not your type of comedy or humor or whatever because yeah you don't really have like a lot of like here's my take on whatever this is that's not really i feel like what you do a lot of well i I think there are takes and there are angles on things in my (laughs) jokes but it's all that they're hidden under like an anecdote right i tell like i try to tell stories and yeah whatever the message is Mm -hmm. or my point of view is like kind of like hidden in it Sure. That's yeah. I, I, yeah. I guess more say like, yeah, you want to have a, you have a perspective and you have like, here's the, an- cause yeah, you have to have an angle or a direction on it or else it doesn't, it's just kind of nebulous and doesn't really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. But like, you're not, I guess more, what I was more saying is you're not just going up and are just like abortion. Let's talk about it. Or like gays. Yeah, no. Here's, here's where they're wrong. You know what I mean? Whereas yeah, I no. feel like I can at times, um, hate gay people. Uh, no, I can, that's, I can be more like, oh, I heard this thing. That's th- here's why this statement is stupid because of this, this, and this. Yeah. Cause so. I mean, I'm not even like against doing shit like that. It's just like, I need to really feel that way. Yeah. I can't because he's not to shit on, I'm not shit on anyone specifically, but I'll watch like a lot of those comedy central presents sets Mm -hmm. where it's a lot of them are people doing that thing. Unless they're doing like, this is my identity kind of thing. Mm -hmm. They're doing, they're like pretending to be angry about something. Mm -hmm. You're like, why, like why the fuck can I have extra guac at Chipotle? Like a joke like that. Yeah. Like you're, you don't, care you're not angry about that sure you know and it's it's annoying to listen to Mm -hmm. and people think like you know i've gotten laughs doing this so i'll just like do it on autopilot and it'll work Mm -hmm. it's like if you don't feel that 
the audience is going to be like, we fucking wasted our time. Yeah. One, this guy is acting like we're mm -hmm. a waste of his time. And it's, it's, you know, yeah. Well, and that's sometimes I think like you, something happens outside of a club that's really annoying and you go in and talk about it immediately and it kills because you're like fresh of like, isn't this fucking annoying? This is crazy. But then if it's not something that you actually really care about and you try to recreate that anger the next night or a week later or a month later, it's not as there because you actually don't care about it that much. It was just, it irked you that one time. Yeah. Or you got to like, like fucking method acting. You got to put yourself there Mm -hmm. to do that bit. Because I'll have, like, jokes that I'm, like, you know, that don't make me angry or whatever, but there there's, like, a, a feeling behind them mm-hmm. that I need. It sounds kind of lame, but I need to, like, access it in some way. Sure. To really perform that joke and get a laugh. Because if you just do it on autopilot, it's, like, everyone kind of understands comedic timing, even if they can't a- activate it themselves. Mm-hmm. They understand it. So if you're just doing a joke... Like you'd run through the motions. Every one of the audience is like, I get it. Yeah. Supposed to laugh here, supposed to laugh here, whatever. Yeah. Especially now, because I, well, I mean, part of comedy just doesn't age. Because, like, you ever watch, like, a special or, like, not even a special, just stand up comedy from 20, 30, 40 years ago? And you're like, somebody will be like, and everybody's like, and you're like, wait, what? That was what? And part of it is like, I think people have just gotten more sophisticated in terms of like what comedy is and like it's yeah, not necessarily also, harder. Like, people under, like I think it has a lot to do with the medium you're seeing it through. Like if it's on television, mm-hmm. television like changed what stand-up comedy looked like, mm-hmm. especially at the beginning. It was like, you know, you do five minutes of just tight jokes mm-hmm. and anyone who did anything a little different than that well was like suddenly the biggest comedian in the world. Right. You know? Shit like, and then like even earlier than that, it's like radio. Like you have to speak so clearly mm-hmm. and really like tight, clear jokes so that people like you can't be Richard Pryor, right, on the radio in the fucking fifties. Mm-hmm. It's just not like no one's gonna listen to it. Sure. So I think a lot of that was like the medium, you know. Yeah, and those radio. Have you ever listened to like or watched some of those like old like late night, not necessarily radio, but just like yeah, like old late night shows. And just like the difference in, there are some that I find, I don't know where I started this sentence or why I did, but there is a point that I was trying to make. Basically that I think that there are times, kind of what you're saying of like, when you see somebody that is a little bit different than what everybody else was doing, you're like, oh man, like that's really cool. Even back, I don't know. Basically there's things to appreciate as I, even though I was just shitting on it, there are things to back there that are like, oh, that's really cool. I understand the point you're making where you're saying like, it's, it's comedy doesn't age that well. Yeah. Because there are like the further back you go, I can find things that I find funny, but it's like harder and harder mm-hmm. the, old, the older you're going. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, have you ever listened to Lenny Bruce? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not funny. No, it's terrible. But like I, I, I was one of those guys who like pretended. Yeah. By the way, I was slightly like a comedy nerd. Yeah. I was pretending to people that didn't care about stand up. Oh, like yeah. In high school. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Lenny Bruce is my favorite. Yeah. You know, like, stand up comedy is fucking gay. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I had that realization the other day that there have been periods of my life, my life, I've done comedy for four and a half, five years, whatever, but like periods while I've been doing that, or even when I was just like really into comedy but hadn't started yet, 
where I was that um, I think you should leave sketch with like the, the guy who's way too into like jazz musicians. Oh, that's my favorite sketch in that show. I think like I was that guy, but with comedy. Yeah. And like looking back, you're like, ugh. Yeah, like talking about like, oh, you don't know Lenny Bruce? Steve Allen? What are you talking? Dude, Steve, he did the Tonight Show before the Tonight. Like, oh my. I'm like, no one yeah. cares, dude. Like, I, would, <laughs> I would tell people, I was like, um, like you ever met like a guy who can tell you like really specific knowledge about like a an album yeah it's like oh i know who who like produced this and uh-huh. so i could tell people like what club certain albums are recorded in and shit yeah and it, like oh my i'd make my friends watch <laughs> specials with me and they'd be like this fucking sucks i hate this yeah it's the worst form of entertainment i'm like no this is everything no, this is the best <laughs> this you, is and the- then you're just sitting there like, you don't get it <laughs> yeah, like, you guys don't get it bill hicks is a genius he's a- <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck I don't even like Bill Hicks anymore. I'm like a fucking idiot for liking that stuff. I yeah, he I read a book that he that was like a bunch of like articles and stuff. I think it's actually behind me. Um that was really good. But yeah, he's a, he's an example of like I think he kind of same way with like Lenny Bruce like opened a door to be like more like There's a lot I appreciate about him. Yeah, like he I, did a lot more like I don't know what's the like self-revelatory but also giving like a very specific he i think my ultimate criticism of him is just at times he's just too preachy and not funny that's like what oh, i would yeah, say yeah yeah and i the reason i got really into i was my dad would tell me like oh you got you check out bill hicks he's mm-hmm. like awesome so i got really into him and i was kind of lying to myself that i was like this is funny mm-hmm. never made me laugh once yeah but there's a lot about like the way he would craft stuff that mm-hmm. i still appreciate sure but the attitude he had on stage is completely different than anything I'll ever do. Yeah, just the super over the top, very aggressive. I'm super very smart, very confident. Yeah, to the point and like borderline you know, condescending. To the, not even borderline. Yeah, <laughs> full blown <laughs> condescension. Yeah, sort of like uh, he like does he hates the audience a little bit. Yeah, if they don't go with him everywhere, he's just like, yeah, I knew you wouldn't. The fucking dumb yokels. Yeah, and shit like that. <laughs> And you're like, I mean, there is a part of this you want to tell him. Like, there's a you should be entertaining a, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's, that's kind of what the thing is here. <laughs> there was a great I hate when comics were like that guy was awesome. He he would walk the whole room. I'm like, like what? Yeah, what do you think I, we're doing? I'm here? next. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I I performed for no one because of that fucking dickhole. Uh, that's when I started doing comedy. That's when I really realized, like, yeah, you know, there's a lot to appreciate about this guy. Mm-hmm. But if I was doing like club spots and he was in there i would fucking hate him i think that's something in the room that's something that i want i would love somebody off people off mic and maybe i'm i'm open to being wrong about this but like when people will be like uh yeah Chappelle would do four hours someplace Chappelle would just like drop in and do four hours and people like it was fucking awesome and part of me is just like yeah for a little bit but then I'm like, hey, I'm supposed to have two spots here tonight, and now I don't get to go on at all. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want to like talk shit. I'm talking like, but I think that if That's, if you, I mean, I I've heard seller people complain about that a lot. Yeah. And then I was featuring for this guy mm-hmm. not so long ago, and he said that to me in the car when we were driving to the place. He was like, he's like, yeah, you're not a real comic. Until you're until you hear that Dave Chappelle is dropping into the club you're at and you're pissed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I there's a great there's a great story um 
I think Marin told it on his podcast one time about Bill Hicks that just makes me laugh every time. Where I guess he, Mark Marin, and Bill Hicks and somebody else were like on the same show at some small theater in new york i think he he did this on a special he told this story and he uh oh yeah i think it was i think it might have been on like thinky pain or something like that where yeah he goes uh he was like middling uh uh hicks was opening or something like that he had to follow hicks and he hicks goes on and Marin like t- goes to the bathroom and like comes back in and it's like a 200 person theater little thing and it's like dead silent in the room and he like looks on stage and Bill Hicks is like crouching down screaming at this woman in the front row just saying I'm a poet I'm a fucking poet <laughs> and then he just says that this woman just goes like well then tell us a poem then <laughs> and that's that's great because it's just like yeah man like I understand that you're, but at the same time, I do get where he's coming from, where I was like journaling the other day, where I'm just like, basically like a whiny little bitch being like, I'm a genius and people don't get it. Like, nobody understands me. And she's like, okay, man, like, fine, but also just write better and be funnier and more entertaining. You know, that's the end of the thing. So. Can I piss real quick? Please. All right, we're back. We're back. That's my line, dude. You don't get to say that we're back. <laughs> Holding it'll be like weird cut. Yeah. <laughs> He's just, just talking about the same thing. All right, we're back. And <laughs> just, <laughs> just got a bunch of shit all over my head. Um fuck. Yeah. Um I was just thinking that like something else that like I've always I'm trying to always think of like ways to improve the podcast. And I would love to um get to the point or figure out a way that like I could, I bet it's probably pretty fucking easy. I can just take a, like a HDMI cable from here to the TV and just like play like silly videos or like something stupid that I found online and like put it there and then in post, like put it to the, mm-hmm. I don't know how, but to figure that out. Cause I've, we just got a new TV. I don't know if you, that's pretty, pretty nice, isn't it? I don't remember the old one, but I did think when I walked in here, I was like, it's fucking nice TV. Yeah. Thank you. Pretty like big. You got that thing covering all the wires too. Yeah, and it, well, and all of and the wires are out. Yeah, the top, and it looks just looks crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so dude, crazy. if you look at it, take it, take a side profile. There's literally just nails in the wall that I have just like hung all of the wires. Oh, it's Jesus Christ. It's, it's wild back there, dude. <laughs> just that's bad. It's also really fun because when you walk in the door and you look just down the barrel of the room, you just see yeah, all of that. But like, I also don't want to push it too far back because the air conditioner is above it. Oh yeah, and yeah. so like, you, there's a hole. Were you trying to find a stud, and that was a mistake? Or was oh that no! Where so it used to be? when we try this, that happened like we when we first moved in here. So like three and a half years ago, um, we were trying to just mount the TV ourselves, mm-hmm. and which I could normally do, but upon further investigation, they have metal studs, not wood and not anything. So metal. And so, like, the tiny little craftsman drill that I had could not, it could barely get through it. And so, I ended up not being able to do it. And so, then I just called a guy and he came over and he, and just went straight through in two seconds. It cost me, like, $120, but I wouldn't have been able to hang that one up or the other one. Mm. But it was actually quite the ordeal to get that up there because we took down our other one. That moment is bothered again. (laughs) (laughs) All over again. 
<laughs> he doesn't have to mount the TV again. That should be that should be the. Bothered. I should just before you leave, I should just record that. I'm just like, here we go. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh no. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> but yeah, we we took we took down the other one and just that's a, it's actually a suit. It's super light, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's fucking it's 55 inches. Not a brag. Um, but um, it's actually 50. But you know, you gotta cheat a little bit. Um, that was a dick size joke. Um. But just trying to hold it up there while trying to yeah, round my dick size up five <laughs> inches. <laughs> well, if proportionally, if it's 55, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. The difference. Um, but yeah, trying to get it up there by like, because you have to just hold it in place while you like screw everything in, like mm-hmm. screw it into the back and having just two people there, it was almost impossible. And so we ended up having to like take it on whatever. Yeah, yeah. It took forever to do, but oh, what's up there. Congrats on your new TV. Thanks dude. It was a pretty big deal. It's That's a cool. smart TV, which is nice. I like that. That's good. Um, hmm. Oh yeah. Um, let's keep going. I'm having a good time. Oh yeah, dude. Um, so sticking, trying to stick with the bothered theme. You're from long Island. Mm-hmm. and you now live in Manhattan. Is there anything that specifically bothers you about either of those places or like comparing the two? Like, I wish that this place did this or this place. You know what I mean? Like Long Island sucks for this reason or Manhattan sucks for this reason. Any of those? Uh, Manhattan's expensive. Yeah. It's everywhere. Food is expensive, which is, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, you know, it's not that different. I mean, I grew up 40 minutes from where I live right now. Sure. I guess so maybe a, a lot of the same people. I don't like, um, being around rich people. I don't, I don't know anyone that really does other than act, other than rich people and yeah, rich people don't even like other rich people. They just don't get along with poor people. No, <laughs> they just have to be around rich people, but they're not fun. When I walk into a show that I'm booked on mm. and the audience is clearly like younger rich people, I'm oh. like, this is going to fucking suck yeah i hate that that's i mean i guess earlier when you were talking about like a gaggle of girls that go to brunch that's who i'm picturing just like pretty like prissy wealthy chicks i don't even they're not those girls aren't even necessarily wealthy okay and i like i mean i like them as people i don't dislike any of them gotcha just like we're just we would never be around each other for sure. weren't for our common friend yeah um but like i'm real rich people there are very few things legitimately rich people that are actually fun not that i've met a lot of them but even just like observed like if you're super rich but you were like somehow creative like if you're rich and you got rich off of either being a comic or a musician or an art whatever you generally are a little bit more grounded but if you're like a busy business person and you're rich you're not funny no or interesting no you're like there is like a i'm not saying because you're rich you're immediately in this category but they're like you can be rich and like aware of your status in the world sure and like how to can be around people that aren't as wealthy as you and, sure and just be a regular person yeah but i, I don't know the majority maybe just there's a yeah. there's a type of person you can very easily become with that background is yeah. very waspy whatever that's you're definitely not funny mm. not interesting to talk to and even if you're nice, there's like a weird entitlement thing oh, yeah. that I get from you that I just, I don't like uh, yeah. being around. We had um, me and Charlie uh, Dawson, 
who is another comic who's very funny and a good friend of mine. We went to um his uh he has an older brother who's like a finance guy. Um, love his brother. His brother's super dope. We've hung out, drank, party. He's a great guy. This is not a negative story about his brother. But one time we were like out like between shows or something and he hadn't seen his brother like in a couple months or whatever and he happened to be like at a party just like a, a house party um right off washington square park in like some nice apartment building and he was like hey stop by for a second like say hi blah 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 his brother like invited us both over and we both are fucking dressed like comics you know i've got like we each got backpacks and fucking flannel shirts and just like hats and vans and we show up and like immediately like no one was mean but there was like kind of like just like this underlying just like hey kind of just like you don't who are you who brought you here like you're not yeah. supposed to be here yeah like the elite elitism yeah and it was very clear that they were just like oh yeah cool or like oh so you do comedy cool man like oh that's that's great like oh man that's so cool cool like whenever somebody says cool more than like three times in a sentence it's like okay you're just trying to be overly nice right here you don't and, know how to relate to anyone who doesn't do exactly what you yeah. do and as soon as we left charlie and i were basically like that was fucking weird right and like yeah. yeah and we i mean we were only there for like 15 minutes because it was just like yeah i don't like any of this this is very uncomfortable yeah i um i spent i didn't go to college but i spent time when i was like college age mm -hmm. with friends and be like people i knew that went to ivy league schools mm -hmm. so i'd spend time at their schools with them like i had a friend who went to columbia i dated a girl who went to harvard and stuff and i liked those people like my girlfriend and my friend i liked them mm -hmm. but when i'd go to their schools the people they'd introduce me to i'm like these people are like they're like disgusted with me yeah it's really weird yeah i once lied to this girl at columbia i was at a party at columbia and she was like you don't go here and I was like, no, I don't. She's Jesus. Like, she's like, where do you go? I'm like, Dartmouth. And she was like, ugh. <laughs> and it was because she was like shit faced. She yeah. Was like, not even. I'm not even going to pretend that that's not disgusting to me. Yeah. And I said something. I'm like, here's another Ivy League. I don't know. Maybe yeah. you'll like respect me. She yeah. She's like, ugh. <laughs> oh, man. My, a couple of my friends went to a party at Columbia, too, and they went to Oneonta. Mm -hmm. which is the college I went to for two months before I dropped out. Hell yeah. And they went to a party at uh, Columbia mm -hmm. and these girls were like, these girls were like, are you guys, do you guys go to go to Columbia? Uh-huh. They were like, no, we go to Oneonta. <laughs> and they were like, ew, <laughs> to their faces. And I'm like, it's fucking. That's it's so, so rude. It's so strange. <laughs> but there's not on that, in that world. Yeah. And you know, I won't take it away from them. A lot of those kids worked like super hard to get into those schools. Sure. And some of them did. Well, so a lot some of them are nepotism. Some babies. of them are also like fucking just second generation, sure. third generation wealth. But there are people that did, they did the work and sure. I would never in a million years be able to do the work to get into those places. Sure. Uh, I'm not going to take it away from them. So there is like this air of like, I'm in, I'm where I should be mm -hmm. because I work, I worked the hardest. Yeah. And there are people that, are below me mm -hmm. they're kind of been told that by everyone in their life yeah when you once you get here it's okay to secretly feel that you're above people sure and when you're there it's like oh you really feel this and you don't even think there's anything wrong with it yeah it's, it's weird well i also i i it also 
I think a reason that it bothers me or it can bother me like that type of condescension, especially like with when people find out the like doing comedy as opposed to not doing something else, there is like this underlying thing that people are just like, oh, I could do comedy. You know, everyone thinks they're everybody thinks they can do it. And so that's part of the other thing where it's just like easily dismissible of just like, oh, you do comedy. Wait, but yeah, can you work a spreadsheet the way that I, you know what I mean? And so it's just like, yeah, okay, man, fucking then you go, please, we have an open mic this afternoon. Would you like to come try it? Uh, I mean, look, anyone can do comedy. That's true. Out of any art form, it is the easiest. You can fart into a goddamn microphone. Absolutely. People have gotten Netflix specials that way. (laughs) I know. But like, you know, doing it well and having like an interesting perspective, that's like the challenge. Of course. You know. Anyone that thinks they can do it, I'm like, you def, you're not wrong. Yeah. You, you can. Well, I, but you're going to feel like embarrassed. Yeah. Because you think you're awesome yeah. already and you're not. No, not at all. I mean, what did uh, I think Seinfeld said one time? He was like, anytime somebody told, like, he would be like on a plane before he was like super big and somebody would be like, oh, what do you do? And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm a comedian. And they're like, he said one time one guy was just like, oh, I could have done that. And he was just like, I don't believe you. Like any, but basically his point is just like anyone who says they could have been a comedian and didn't do it is lying. Like, okay, great. But you fucking didn't. And there's no way you could have because you just didn't do it. You know? Yeah. It's also people think that there was like a fork in the road. Yeah. They're like I could have taken this opportunity <laughs> mm. and been a world famous comedian. Or oh, but I chose like the family route. You know? Right. But it's like, no, it, it's there are so many little opportunities you need to get. Yeah before anything happens. Everybody has like the Michael Scott mentality of just like, yeah. yeah, I didn't go to college. You know who else didn't? LeBron James, Tracy McGrady. They went straight from the high school to the NBA. Yeah. It's like, of course, yeah. Idiots. But yeah, I mean, you know, that's whatever. Yeah, People can and feel it, that way. It's also fucking funny because like, look at me. I'm sitting here with a podcast that has seven downloads a month and I'm just <laughs> like, here's how you do comedy. You guys buckle up and wait. Yeah, I don't even know how to fucking no, do comedy. I don't think anybody does. No. Like, I mean, people know how to re like there might be seven dudes that know how to really you know what I mean? Like that Yeah, yeah. Have I, really figured it out. I think I've like the years I've done it, I'm like, if I've earned the right to say I know my way around a set, mm-hmm. I can like ha- hold my own on stage and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh I'm not gonna, you know, I don't want to preach and be like I know everything. No, of course know. not. But uh doesn't keep me from having really hard opinions on what I think is and isn't funny. Oh yeah. And what should or shouldn't be rewarded. Sure. Yeah. But you know, that's like I I think that kind of like uh I don't know what the right way to say this is. When you talk when people that are like elitist or rich or they go to a really nice college and they have mm. degrees, uh, you know, that's like a different kind of feeling better than people yeah then like we're all in we're just always around comedians Mm -hmm. so we like feel a certain way about comedy and our place in it and stuff it also it's not like we're just out in the world right i'm better than you (laughs) right better than just regular people on the train yeah i think there i think i do definitely have like a certain sort of like snobbiness when it comes to specifically comedy also specifically like being in like doing comedy in new york yeah i mean I have like a, a, I mean, I'd be lying, like, oh, you're from, from LA. You know what I mean? Like I have, I have that kind of snobbiness about me and like a little bit of elitism. That it's like, 
like top like gym class tug of war or something sure like it's fun to feel that yeah i get to, i exist in this subculture where i get to be like ah fuck you LA. exactly yeah it's like that but it, it's not i don't really care that much and, it, and it's also like what you're saying is like it's also not like an overarching just like in general i'm better than these people because i go here which is kind of like what the other people are doing yeah it's not i don't really there's a general much. elitism whereas this is a much more localized yeah, i also i feel like it's just like funny is funny. Yeah. And I think there's a benefit like doing comedy is probably a benefit to being in a place like New York. Sure. Where you can get up more than anywhere else. Mm -hmm. But you meet funny people from all over the world. Yeah. People who don't play here. And you meet a lot of fucking duds in New York. <laughs> no offense. God damn. You know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> you, there are a lot of people that just they have an air about them. They sure. think they're the shit and you know because they're in New York and they're just not I, good. That, that's one thing that has really started to grind my gears when it comes to comedy. Here we go. Here we buck. <laughs> We're about Strap to in. <laughs> Um is like everybody like there's like this wave of like cool guy comedy and it's just like hey man when did that become like established? Like that that's what like I don't like the cool flash like I don't know. That's not funny to me. You can kind of do a character and kind of beef, I guess, be genuine. And if you're genuinely like a super charismatic, like whatever person, okay, I can get that. But there's like three dudes that can do that and can do that well. And everybody else is just like trying to glom onto and be a replica of yeah. those three guys. And it's very annoying to me. Uh, You know, I hate to keep bringing up a conversation i had with eli mm -hmm. me and eli have a podcast that we, we should don't fucking record. have eli on here dude get out of here <laughs> we, don't, we don't record it we just talk to each other yeah it's called like, it's just a conversation but we had this talk the other day about that sounds like, like a really lame pod <laughs> the conversation with jake and eli the chit chat with yeah. jake and eli i listen you just I, talk I about fdr the whole, whole time listened, yeah, the yeah. Fireside chat. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking i was like we we're talking about the way you everyone seems to be trying to do the same thing to get famous right now mm -hmm. which uh, you can't knock anyone it's everyone's trying to understand the algorithm and blow up that way yep. which is like takes a lot of work sure i admire people that really get after it mm -hmm. but uh that worked for like a like two or three people mm -hmm. really and this is the way it always happens it's like someone gets huge doing something mm -hmm. and that's the model for a few years you're right mm-hmm as like the model that's what people are like it works for this guy so let's all do it right but really what it is is you have to come up with a new thing sure you know to, to really blow up that way you have to find a new thing and it's becoming more and more specific like with dane cook it was he just interacted with people on the internet myspace yeah myspace and putting stuff on youtube mm -hmm. and then it he went crazy mm -hmm. because of that and then like andrew schultz made like pretty specific like crowd work videos and like creative specials creatively packaged things mm -hmm. for youtube right right and then with uh instagram and social media like posting clips mm -hmm. and stuff like that that really like blew them up and so that's the model right now right it's following that but you shouldn't be trying to like like follow the model that was created by someone else because it's not going to work for you most likely mm -hmm. what you should be doing in theory, I think, is trying to come up with a new product uh, that's like specific to your 
voice mm-hmm. or your identity. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't be trying to be the cool guy comic because you see a lot of those on the internet. Those are, you know, dime a dozen and they're boring to mm-hmm. watch. You should look at like what you have, the kind of comedy you do, and see like what's the best way I can package this mm-hmm. for people. Like so, f- for example, I was thinking for me, the best thing I could do for my kind of standup is is a uh, like tighten up ten minute sets, really tighten them up. Like over six months, do the same ten minutes, and just fucking really tighten it up, and then film that and just put ten minute chunks mm-hmm. on the internet and and like make them about something mm-hmm. like there's like a theme right i'll make one about like my girlfriend one about drugs and just and make all the thumbnails look the same shit like that mm-hmm. and that would be like the product that i'm putting out right because i do like longer form stuff not like clipping shit up i don't like doing crowd work really mm-hmm. so i'm like that's to me specific to me that's like something i can do to be like this is what I do, right? My kind of comedy, packaging it, putting it out. It's like its own product. Sure. You know, it's not just clips like, please, someone give me something. Right. You know what I mean? And I also think that what helped those two guys specifically, well, I don't know as much about Dane Cook, but like uh, specifically with Schultz, was that he had also been doing comedy for 10, 12, 13 years. So like he, it wasn't like people, I feel like. So many people now, like, they've been doing it for six months and they put up a clip that they get three laughs at a club and they're like, this is, isn't it great? It's like, no, he also had the benefit of having, like, a wealth of material, like, a whole, like, almost hour and a half, two hours of material that was good and tightened and also had, like, the backdrop was the comedy seller or the back, like, the backdrop was really good clubs and it had, he had good material and put that out there and, like, it all kind of meshed at the same time. So he had, like, the ability to, a wealth of material to draw on as opposed to just like, oh, this did kind of well last night. Let's do it. And now I'm going to put it out there. And so I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, I don't think a lot of people know how to like tighten up a joke. I'm trying to figure, I'm trying like yeah, that, but that. That's what you just have to do that. You have to work on something for a long time mm-hmm. usually to really get it to be good. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't think people really do that. And at our level is like, you know, let something bomb a few times and still be like, this has potential. I'm trying. Yeah, I, I'm struggling. I watch, but, but I've seen you, you add tags, you'll cut shit out. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll work a bit, mm-hmm. which is what you have to do. Yeah. I try to do the same thing. I'll like try to add new lines and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll restructure something. I'll take it from a different angle. Yeah. But you see some people bomb with the same, the same like script for a joke three weeks in a row and they're like, I'm just trying to work this thing out. Like, no, you're not. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> the second you get off stage, you're not even thinking about this anymore. That's not working on it. I'm working it out by saying it the exact same way five nights in a row. Yeah. And it's like, no, what? You didn't. The job isn't just like do like the 10 minutes you're on stage. You have to be thinking about this all day. Yeah. There's, if you're not thinking about it all day, why do, why are you even saying it? Yeah. You're just going to look like a fool. Yeah. And I think uh, my, my thing is that like, I'll get, I think what did Ari say one time? He's like, nobody writes more than like newer comedians. Cause like, we're just, I'm just, I, I'm constantly trying to come up with something funnier or funnier or funnier. And that's something I've been talking about, talking to TJ about another, uh, podcast, um, alumnus and just being like, okay, rather than having like 40 minutes 
of half baked to 75% baked material, cutting that down to 1520. That's just fucking like a, you put a, you put a screw in it. Like that's how, like really something that's really, really tight. But yeah, I, at times I'm just like, I'm bored of this. And I think that that means that I either need to rework it or look at it in a different way or try to, I don't know. I can, I just struggle, <clears throat> pardon, to like still be interested in it. And, but I mean, I need to get over that because I mean, people yeah. tour stuff for, I mean, somebody like Berbiglia will work on a fucking one man show for four or five years to get it to the point where he puts it on like the full thing, put it on stage. And yeah. so that's, something that you've got to work on yeah i agree with you that's like a a pretty tough thing mm -hmm. and that a lot of us are kind of at the same juncture because mm -hmm. we've been doing comedy about the same time yeah um really like we've all hit a point where we're like all right we have to actually sit with jokes we're uncomfortable with yeah. for longer <clears throat> than we used to and stuff like that yeah, I am trying I, something that I still struggle with because, again, full circle back to the beginning of this where Matt is inside a little bitch boy and I need people to like me. There are times where I won't handle something not going well well. And rather than like sitting in it and being like, OK, I need to push through this to find something better and to actually improve this, I'm going to either bail on it or I'm not going to say it i'm not going to fully commit to it because they didn't love they didn't love it immediately okay well fuck now i gotta get rid of it it's like okay no if i really like this and i believed in like if i wrote i wrote it for a reason i think it's funny sit in it for a while and actually fucking work on it and not care what they think for a little while and i think yeah. that's something that like i've listened to um louis say a couple times where he's like his best bits, like the all-time fucking heavy hitter bangers, all started out terribly of, like, him putting it out there and people being like, ah. And, like, or, for one way or the other, either upset, not laughing, disgusted, whatever, but being like, no, okay, no, I see a nugget here that I'm actually going to kind of have to polish into something. But, and that's not what I'm saying I'm doing because I'm not Louie. Um, I've always asked permission before um, Master whatever he also there asked permission what are we doing here um okay what yeah. is that? jordan peterson's 13th <laughs> rule <laughs> you're here first folks matt matt bowman is bothered by a female vice president yeah <laughs> he doesn't like that one bit not at all not this one i'll say that i don't think i'm alone but <laughs> i don't know shit about yeah. i don't know what she's up to oh man neither does she where is that like <laughs> I almost whatever. <laughs> we all know. Yeah. <laughs> Me and all seven listeners are like yeah, Matt Bowman. This guy, dude. <laughs> he broke my heart. We're bothered so. by him, actually. <laughs> There's just a counter podcast. Yeah. We're bothered by Matt Bowman. Um do you, yeah. what do you um you have uh, dreams about doing stand up? For sure. Yeah. I think I have like at times I don't think like I have understood and I don't think that anybody actually sets out like I don't think Richard Pryor or Carlin or Louis or Burr like anybody that would be like somebody's top guy of all time. I don't think any of them set out and was like, I'm going to be a transcendent talent. You know, I, mean? I don't think people I hope there's like maybe two people that I think think like that. Um, 
but I don't think anybody thinks like that. But I've also kind of resigned myself to be like, okay, I don't think like I'm not as talented as any of the guys that I really, really look up to. Um, but I do think that I work hard, like I work really hard and I'm never going to quit. So I do think that I have the capacity to be like really good at this. Um, yeah. And you also, you just have to like it at face value. You have to love it at face value. Yeah. You can't, uh, do every, I mean, you, you can work towards a goal and try to, you know, build your brand or whatever and mm -hmm. create a career for yourself. But you also just have to be like I. I still I'm. I'm getting to do it. I love I comedy. Go yeah. On stage and I love it. You see, pe people always talk about like what they're building. And mm -hmm. like, Dude, you, you're doing comedy right now. Yeah. I mean, in New York, you have to just like, you know, four years, five years ago, I would have been like amazed at where I am now. Oh yeah, and I think about that every yeah. You just have to like really love it every yeah. time I get to do a show, or that's good, or a show that's bad, even mm -hmm. it's like. This is cool that someone called me and asked me to do this. Yeah. And I, it's and really that's, awesome. that's where I get to, like, I, I need to, I've really tried to start checking myself of being like, fuck, I don't want to go do this. This show, this show is bullshit. You only got like seven people. You fucking, you stupid. I don't like it. It's like, shut up, you piece of shit. You know what I mean? Like, six months ago, a year ago, if you would have told me, like, like last night, I was, I was, I'm still kind of bummed today. Like I had three sets last night and I don't love any of them, you know, but I still, I did fucking three sets and I worked out on a bit on each of them, you know? And if you would have told me a year ago, Hey, you're going to have three sets at three different clubs in one night. Fucking I'll suck you off, dude. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> now, like that, I'm assuming that's what I would have had to do to do that a year ago. Yeah. And now it's just like, I think I just need to work more on being appreciative of like what I have while still having goals yeah. that I want to go achieve. What I meant when I said, do you have dreams about stand-up? I meant, are you in your dreams when you're asleep? Oh. Do you dream about doing stand-up? Dude, I, <laughs> I want, you should have kept, let me keep going and then just been like, <laughs> no, I meant like actual fucking dreams. You edited it and there's like an American flag yeah. behind you. <laughs> you're super important. Your head is on the body. of In honor body. of MLK yeah. Day. <laughs> Um, no, I don't think I've ever dreamt really about comedy. I I've never had a nightmare about it, but I've had dreams around doing stand up. Like in a like a big venue or something, or just in general? Just at the pair. <laughs> yeah. Oh really? I've had at the pair. Uh I've had dreams of like being in an in an arena, but it's like look looks like it's only like mm. fifty people or something. Mm -hmm. I've yeah. had dreams where like just none of my stuff works. Oh, that's, that's just most like, of my sets. It's yeah. not like a nightmare, though. I'm just like doing my jokes, and they're just like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Okay, this is one of those. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I know. I don't think. I don't know if I. None that. I, that I, it's possible, but like, I don't. I don't. None that like stick out of just like, oh yeah, I remember that dream where I had that thing happen to me. Um. Yeah, no, I don't, I haven't been dreaming as much or if I, I, I guarantee, I mean, what do they say? Like you do, but you, it's just whether or not you remember them or not. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I haven't been having many specific dreams or anything about anything. Um, yeah, I'm surprised that you do given your lack of sleep. Well, that's, I have really vivid dreams because I don't sleep very deeply. You know? Those are hallucinations. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, that's one of my problems is I'll have really terrifying dreams that'll wake me up Ooh. or like vivid dreams that'll wake. but i don't screw i'm not like a night terror guy are they lucid 
Uh, sometimes you go in and out of lucid dreaming. Sure. There are dreams I'll be like, I'm dreaming right now. Mm -hmm. And then it'll like cut to something else and I'll be like, I'm just back in it. That's the weird. This is reality now. Yeah. That has been the weird that I've had ones where it's like, I, I know it's super like something super scary is happening and like somebody's like coming to get me or something. And in that moment, I'm just like, okay, if I like close my eyes hard enough, and just like mm, I'm gonna wake up because like I know that this isn't real. Like I know that I have not put myself in a position where someone is coming at me with a knife and is going to kill me. Like yeah. I know that that's not true. So if I just close my eyes, I will wake up. Um, but yeah, I have like adult nightmares now mm. where it's not like terror that I feel. It's like just a negative emotion that's like really powerful. Mm. So like longing. Yeah. <laughs> Shit like that, and I'm, I wake you, up and I'm just the like, economy. Yeah, it's just like it's really weird. Yeah, dark stuff. The unemployment rate it's through the roof. <laughs> Jake, calm down. It's okay. It's like foreign policies out of control. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah, that's yeah, fun. I have really strong opinions when I'm asleep. Yeah, that's the problem. In waking life, I could care less about anything. You just yeah, uh, when you're <laughs> unconscious, you're just Rush Limbaugh. But when you're awake, you're just like, I don't care about anything, man. Yeah, good shit, dude. Um, yeah, we're at like an hour fifteen. All right. Anything else you got on on your uh on your plate on your mind? Uh, I don't know. Ask me a question. Okay, there's a couple. The last I've I mean, been, I've if, been, if you want to keep going for a bit, I'm. I got nothing to do. I've got um hold on, I've changed my password here recently. Um I have like a list of just like common things. Like I just Google just like th common things that people are bothered by and we can just like rapid fire see if like these yeah, things bother you. Um like lip smacking or chewing with your mouth open. Mm. No? No. Things don't gross me out unless they're like like threatening my health. Okay. I this is something that bothers me. I'll tell you this. Uh being, buckle up. And it's I mean, I'm just gonna sound like a bad person right now. But what I I've I, said I don't I've like women and Jews, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so <laughs> recently it's happened more often than not. I've been on the subway with someone who smelled so strongly of diarrhea oh that god. I had to like get out of the subway car. Oh my god. Like ruining the whole air and everything in the car is oh poisoned by this person or they're like they're gangrenous like they have a hole in their leg and oh, it's rotting their bones are rotting and you can smell it yeah that, that bothers me yeah <laughs> that actually i don't like that <laughs> Go up, hey buddy could you could you die in that other car this is really i can't handle this right now i've i'm on my way yeah. to do a show for five people and i really need my mental space right now yeah it's horrible it, <laughs> I, I get such a like the reaction you get, like that, uh, like cavemen must have gotten, where they yeah. were like, "Put, throw this person off yeah. the cliff." Yeah, throw, I get that. I'm like, "This, how, how do you even help this guy?" Yeah, I don't uh, know what to do. I feel terrible. Yeah, I'm like, I, I have to get away from them. Yeah, I feel that. Um, racism. That's the next. <laughs> no, <laughs> I actually think I threw that one in there. Yeah. That <laughs> nothing, nothing makes me want to throw up. More yeah, than racism. You know what? You know what? I'm sure actually. Like you know what? Sometimes bothers me more than racism. White people that make statements like that, that are just like, you know what is disgusting? Misogyny. 
And it's just like, all right, man. Like, okay. Like, uh, I agree with you. Any any white person that claims they've, they're not racist at all. Yeah. They've never. Like, Shane's bit about that is so accurate. One, every person on earth has is racist. Yes. Or has said something that's just a kind of silly belief they or thing they felt based on someone's race. Absolutely. Every, every single person. And white people are like, you know. We're cream of the crop. We sure we're the best at being racist. Of course. So like like any white person that's ever shame like been like oh it, racism doesn't even make sense to me. I'm like, like you fucking no don't you're dude I we drove here together. It's yeah. absolutely a part of your life. It's also not how you solve it. Yeah, is pretending you don't understand like yeah. It's not how you fix racism. No, well I that's <laughs> why I talked about this on the my on the episode last week where it's like I think that's where. That's the m- most fucked up place you can get to is, and it's a problem that I have with like the way that current like political or just intellectual discourse is, is when people can't understand why someone else has the opposite belief that they do, then you're fucked up. Like, uh, like super liberal people that are just like, why would you ever vote for Donald Trump? Why would anyone ever do that? And I'm just like, I can give you a list of 20 reasons off the top of my head why someone would vote for that guy. I disagree with them, but I know why people liked him. And the same way that you talk to your super conservative family members, they're like, fucking libtard, cuck, idiots, why would they do that? I'm like, well, I see why they would do it too. And so if you can't see which i know is and i talked about this last week too of just like i understand how i'm hypocritical in that where it's just like i think i'm right and if you disagree you're stupid <laughs> but like i do on a wider scale understand yeah that, things. that probably more than anything else that, that's what bothers me like people that uh they can't really see past their politics yeah. they, they really identify with their politics i'm just like dude you're not <laughs> It's so boring yeah, also. Just be, who are you though? Yeah. <laughs> You're not just just a liberal guy. Right. Who are you? Right. Oh cool. You read another postmodernist book? Like I don't care. Lick my whole ass, dude. <laughs> um large groups of people. Uh I don't like being like among them. Yeah. I like being in front like the comedian entertaining them. Oh, sure. Yes. I mean, like, you're walking down Fifth Avenue and it's fucking shoulder oh, to shoulder. Terrible. I hate it's it. The worst. I hate, I don't like even like being at parties, really. Yeah. I like being... I would much rather... I can handle, like, a house party of all people that I know. I yeah. can handle that. Like, if, uh, if like, it's... I'd have, but, like if, like, if 20 people were over at you and Eli's place, that, I would, that would be fine. Like, people that I knew, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. I prefer... I don't like going to someone's house for a party mm-hmm. unless it's like, you know, a couple of people I know. But sure. if it's, if I go to a comedy club and I know most of the people there, that's what I like. Oh, that's the best. Because also I can just leave whenever I want. Dude, I, some of my favorite, to- I mean, my two like favorite places often are like spring, fall on like that outdoor area of the pair. Just nice. hang in there Very with like nice, six yeah. to ten people and like it kind of rotates like one or two people every 15 minutes. And it's then fun, yeah. and then like you're but then like because there's people that are like your friends and then like some like acquaintances that you find funny and are kind of around. But then like you kind of have like there's like I say I'm sitting next to you and I'm like, hey, man, do you like you want to go to the diner? And then like you like look at Arton and then like Eli and then we're kind of like and then like leaving that doing like that for like an hour and a half and then just like getting 
your re- your your real friends, <laughs> like your your better friends, and like going to the diner. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the best. I totally, fucking love that. Totally, I agree with that. Yeah, that's nice. I and then, like being, I like if I'm in a large group of people, even if it's all people I know. It's if we're at a comedy club, it's like we're all gonna sporadically. One of us is gonna get up and do a spot and come right. back. It's like there's an activity we're kind of surrounding here. Sure. It's not. I don't like going to a party where it's just like we're just we're getting fucked up. Right. I'm like oh, I've on. never like I'm good to get fucked up every now and then, like twice or three times a year, maybe. But I, I don't. Yeah. I never understood. Like the granted, I went to a private Christian school, so it was never like in my face. But like I hate. I would go down to like OSU, like Ohio State, like once a month, and like go drink with my friends, and that was plenty. I don't understand these people that are just like, yeah, so on this night we get fucked up at McGullicuddy's. On Wednesday we get fucked up at Houston's. I'm like, what are you yeah. doing, man? Like, that sounds exhausting. There was a time in my life where I was like, I'll never not get fucked up uh, like every weekend. Wow. I'll never not be that guy because I, I was like, and I, because I thought I liked it a lot. Yeah. But I didn't. It's like what I was saying before. I, I think just, there's also like I just a. I didn't know how to be around people. There's also a period of your life where it's like if you're 22 and you want to go do. Okay, I get it. If you're 19, okay. Yeah. But like there's like there's like an, a cutoff where you start to get like, hey man, you're like 30. Yeah. Why well, are mean, you doing this? I got. I When I was like 20, I was like, I, I don't even like doing this anymore. Oh, yeah. Well, I also. What? So like what? 18 months ago, you fucking little baby. <laughs> 24 yeah okay well during the lockdown sure yeah you talk about this i drank a lot with my friends Mm -hmm. because i had nothing to do of course and i was just like sitting around i was also like lifting a lot yeah it was like just lifting and drinking and then yeah there was it came to a point where i was like i'm I'm going to kill myself if i keep drinking yeah (laughs) i can't do this it's not good to do that all the time i don't don't even like this that much yeah i'm just doing it because i just there's nothing else uh repetitive tapping yeah. yeah, that's not necessarily one for me either. Doesn't bother me. Interrupting. Like if somebody's constantly like cutting somebody off. Uh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's It bothers me, but also I'll just be like, I'm just going to like wait till they run out of steam. I'm very good at shaming people without saying anything. <laughs> sure. So I'll let someone do that and just be like, oh. And then to ask the other person, like, what did you say again? Yeah. <laughs> Do that. There's just little things you can do to make. And if that person doesn't feel like an idiot, then you just whoever you're friends with, you just yeah. making fun of them. Yeah, there's you make fun of. That's the fun thing about being at a comedy club. You can just make some fun of someone to their face. Yeah, and most people are going to be like, "That's an awesome way to carry yourself. Yeah. <laughs> just be an asshole." Yeah. <laughs> what a way to interact with people. Yeah. That's incredible. Just letting your subconscious reign supreme. Do you ever let that let that uh, animal slip when you're not around? comedians oh yeah you just make fun of someone and like hits you're like isn't that funny what i said and everyone's like no not at all (laughs) you're like oh i'm so sorry (laughs) i hang out with degenerates 90 percent of the time uh um texting at the table or while you're talking to someone no i don't care don't mind sometimes that can get annoying like if i'm if i'm repetitive like if i'm if if say we were just hanging out and just talking but like not just like bullshitting about the game but like actually having a conversation and you kept being like I don't I, I said like if it's clear that you are not really invested in this conversation but you continue to like whatever keep it going that I'll I'll be annoyed with 
It's just like, hey, either end end one of these. I'm fine if you don't want to talk to me anymore, but like pretend to take a phone call if you want out of this conversation so badly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I did that the other night. I did the pretend phone call. I do a pretend phone call pretty often, actually. Yeah. So that's a good move to have in your back pocket. I don't know why people like ever be like, hey, if if I'm not if I'm not back by five o'clock, call me. It's just like you you know you can pretend to get a phone like everybody's phone is on silent these days. You don't have to be like bring bring one second. Like you oh, can yeah. just you be just like, just oh shit, sorry. Pick it up and put it to your face. And then walk away. I do that uh anytime I've had to like go to a bringer for somebody. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. I walk in, I check in, and I'm like, "Oh, my phone's ringing." Mm-hmm. I walk outside and just leave. Oh, for you know like I mean? you're like you're one of the attendees. Yeah, gotcha. That's what, I mean, what are you yeah. doing on February fourth? Because <laughs> I'm gonna kill myself on the third. Actually, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> doing the fucking industry room Sorry, again. Dude. I'm blowing my brains out. In That's front okay. Of, uh, let's do comedy club. two more of these. Um, uh, Speakerphone in public. It doesn't bother me. I just think it's funny. I like when people are that unaware. Mm. The most of the people I'm like most comedians that I like mm-hmm. and hang out with are just too aware. Sure. Of things and they're so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That if, if I'm with like you or like Jack Byram mm-hmm. and there was someone doing that speakerphone like too close to our personal space. Mm hmm. We would both be like flabbergasted. Yeah. How can you do that? Absolutely. How can you not realize that you're in a And that's immediately the topic. That's immediately the conversation for like the next two minutes of just like, can you fucking believe that guy? It's like funny. Yeah. It's really funny in like like an anthropological way. I'm like, I can't believe that there are people like that. Yeah. Just don't, they have no concern for what's happening. That are just walking through like ideal food and just like, (laughs) yeah, so the, oh no, they don't have, they don't have crunchy peanut butter. It's just like, dude, fucking headphones, man. Just (laughs) headphones. It's so easy, man. How do you not know how to do that? That's Um, like, fuck, like speak, like Bluetooth speaker on the subway. With people that are just like, they're not like dancing. They're just no. like on their phone or something. Like, dude, I. Do you think you're doing it for everyone else? Part of me is just like, <laughs> dude, I admire the fucking chutzpah to be like, I know music. It's the it that it doesn't bother me. It should, mm-hmm. but it's more like I'm amazed. If it's you th- if I if I was if noise comes out of my phone by accident, just, I freak out. Yeah, yeah, just, like, oh my god, just <laughs> fucking throw it out the door. Yeah. Just like this isn't mine. <laughs> If it's too loud, I get really upset because I'm just like, okay, now I can't, I can't even hear what is literally in my eardrum. (laughs) I can't hear that anymore. Now I'm upset. Um, But yeah, if it's like the people that just like come on and it's like, I'm like, all right, this is annoying, but I'll just turn up Tim Dillon screaming a little bit louder in my ears. Yeah. Um, Last one. And this is like a comedy specific one. Um, when someone you don't know gives you comedy advice or like gives you a tag. Well, now you've yeah. <laughs> really hit, hit my, uh, my central nervous system. There you go, one. baby. And yeah, comedy things just, you know, I think the, anyone who I like respect in comedy mm-hmm. who's ever given me advice or I've even asked them for advice. They've mm-hmm. been like, I can't tell you that. I can't mm-hmm. tell you how to do comedy. You have to just figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't, if you're like, is this joke funny? They're like, just fucking do it on stage. Yeah. Uh, giving me a tag, I don't mind that. Mm-hmm. If someone pretends they like 
know something about comedy, you know, like, let me give you a tag for that. And they just give me like some like a meme that I've seen <laughs> or they just say something that they like clearly don't get the joke. Right. I'm doing that's just kind of like a nagging, annoying thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're, you're stupid. Yeah. But the people that like tell me like, oh, I've had so many people tell me like certain jokes I do that I'm like, I'm like, oh, I like that this is like original. Mm-hmm. The I'll get advice from someone unsolicited will be like, always oh, that's funny. Maybe you should take it in this angle. And it's just making it more like mainstream. Yeah. It's more something that you they saw on Instagram. And right. I'm like, like, dude, I'm more for them. I'm like, if you want to do this, you should like, you should strive to be nothing like everything yeah. you see. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I don't want, I don't want any advice and very rarely any comedic input from people I either, I don't, the only people I want comedy advice from are people that are above me and I respect or my direct peers that are my friends. That's it. If yeah. you don't fall into one of those two categories, please just say nice set and, or nothing at all. That's preferable. Don't say anything to me at all and move on. Because the I I don't know, like, it, I always find, for me, it's always like people that like don't go up at the pair very often, but are like sometimes booked on shows. And then, like, you'll come off stage, you're like, hey, man, that was really great. But you know what you should really tag? You should, you know what you should really take this bit and move it into? It's just like, oh, something that I don't like and isn't funny at all. Fucking you go do the fucking bit then, jackass. Like, you go up there. You write it. Then I don't know. Like, yeah, it's. Now, if you came up to me afterwards, you're like, oh, dude, that was great. Um, Maybe expand this part. Or how about, th- like, then like almost like riffing back and forth, riffing through a bit yeah. with a friend. That's cool. I like that. And I've been able to do stuff with that. But like anybody else, just some fucking jack off, don't say anything. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, that's like the best thing about having friends, yeah. comedy friends. Is a lot of time a lot of times I won't try a new bit. because uh, I like if I'm on stage and the audience is not really totally there, I'm like, but I I'll try this another time. Right. But that could be the audience could be the same, but if I see my friends in the back of the room, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'll do this and just ask them about it after. Sure. Because now I'm like, someone's going to give me some kind of feedback. Yeah. So that's like a real thing. But yeah, I, I really, I don't like it when someone I don't know super well, but they're a comedian, when mm-hmm. they say something to me that like they're trying to guess what the audience thinks is funny instead of trying to have an original thing or Absolutely. trying to communicate what they think is funny. Right. Because then I, I feel like alone because I'm like, I, I uh, by virtue of you're a comedian, I feel like we're kindred spirits. Mm-hmm. But then you say this to me and I feel like we're doing this for such different reasons. Yeah. I just, yeah. it feels like kind of sad. Yeah, absolutely. Great way to end. Yeah. <laughs> Something kind of sad. Hell yeah, dude. This has been fun. Uh, anything yeah. else you got? Uh, you got anything coming up any anything do you want to want to plug or anything like that no all right no sam's currently trying to get into the apartment um so yeah please rate review subscribe uh matt bowman comedy on instagram and uh tiktok and youtube uh where are you where, where are you uh, at jake timothy on instagram jake timothy on instagram uh stay bothered folks and we'll see you next week Bye-bye. bye bye